Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this is Stephanie Hi, Megan. Megan. You're listening You're to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke girl therapy. <laughs> therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. So I'm trying to get relaxed, even though I'm not. I just like need a deep breath. You know, actually, a trick to get to relax is to inhale for four counts and exhale for six counts. When you exhale longer than you inhale, it soothes your nervous system. <gasps> Can we do that right now? Yeah. Can you guide me yeah. through? Because okay. I totally blanked out. What you just said. Like, and the directions <laughs> and are the gone. Directions are gone. <laughs> so let's do it again. Okay. Ready? <laughs> inhale okay. for one, two, three, four. Pause. Hold it. And my Exhale <laughs> for one, two. Three, four, five, six. My asthma. But that worked. <laughs> oh, I know. When I started smoking weed and then I tried to do breath work, I was like, <gasps> I know. It's it's like when you kept counting when I was like inhaling, I was like, I don't think I can inhale anymore. Like this is the most it can go. I feel like you're like me. Whenever people do like, okay, inhale, I'm like, <gasps> I know. I inhale so quick. And they're like on the count of two, you know, or, and then there's like four more counts to go. And I'm like. I just like I know I just get like stressed. I'm like I want to inhale properly and like not be loud, but then I just am because I'm a mouth breather. I'm because like I can't like nothing comes like in and out of this nose. Oh, I can't even smell. Like I can I mean, barely I can, smell. Too. But it's, yeah, exactly. but it's like oh, do you have a deviated septum? I have no idea. I think I do. Do you snore? I don't know. How do you not know? Your partners don't tell you? Your uh, family well, or your I, friends? I have night terrors, so the feedback I get is that I scream in my sleep. Do you have PTSD or something? Maybe from like a past life or maybe because I, I talk a lot. Like, mm. like I'm very animated when I sleep. Like my boyfriend's mm. like very concerned. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> sometimes like one time I freaked him out because <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and, and for those who are watching on YouTube, you'll see it. But I was just like, I just pointed out of nowhere. And I was like pointing at him. So I'm like, no, I'm like next to him, but I'm pointing like this, like right over him. And he's like, what the that fuck? That does freak me out. Yeah. I was in Paris one time and I was with my friends. They were staying at my flat. And one of my friends rises like a zombie in the middle of the night. And she just starts talking to like no one. And I'm a light sleeper. So I woke the fuck up. I was like, it's go time. What's happening? Who's here? Like, is someone right? Right, in? survival she was mode. sleeping. Fuck. It was the scariest Th- thing. Thankfully, I haven't like, got out of bed like hopefully I don't do that like I don't yeah. want to like sleepwalk because like I don't know I feel like wh- where am I gonna like I don't want to end up like <laughs> outside like, or like going on a drive <laughs> and or I something. sleep naked so if I start sleepwalking <laughs> you're fucked yeah. 
<laughs> or you're not fucked, everyone. You're just revealed, you know. Yeah, everyone gets like the that. pleasure you to see there. you naked. <laughs> it is a pleasure. It is pleasure science. Pleasure science. Okay, let's introduce because we've been holding in <laughs> our conversation. <laughs> Anyways, hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Broco Therapy, and we have the lovely, the pleasure scientist, Nadesh. Hi. hi. We've had you on before. You we went viral. Yeah, we were talking we about did. vaginas and like orgasm. You were just it was literally just like sex one oh one. Yeah. It's like this is what your pussy does. What did I say? The average clitoris is four inches long, which yeah. it is. And I didn't even know that, which is yeah. like so great. I feel like you and like everyone else, like Nicoletta and like the twins, yeah. like this whole group has like really like opened me up. <laughs> like it's really like helped me like, you know, like learn sex in yeah. a different way that's just like you know comprehensive right yeah like the basic like, like missionary <laughs> doggy style like why do I get attached like, no you one know? gets the bait like we don't get the basic training like yeah. only 18 states require sex ed to be medically accurate right now so you can imagine when we were in high school how bad it was if we even got sex ed. So I so I like found my report card from middle school. I put it on my mm-hmm. Instagram story and like I got like a, a C and an F in like every class, but I got an A in teen issues. And I was like everyone was like, What the fuck? What were you doing in teen what is teen issues? I was just gonna say that. What is teen issues? Is that like it was, sex ed it was or is it just ed? like you have a personality and go to another class because you're too much for the teacher? Because yes, I would have been in teen issues. Like that's true. It was like, is this detention? Yeah. Like, were you like a tr- troubled child? And it's like, no, I, it was like a requirement. I remember everyone oh. had to take teen issues. But it was like it was about sex, drugs, addiction. It okay. was just like teen issues. Teen it's just teen issues. <laughs> Literally Degrassi. <laughs> Someone watched Degrassi. I hate how they called it teen issues, though. Right? Like, why do we have to make the word issue be a part of it? 1,000%. Because it's just life. Yeah. It literally, oh, yeah. sex is life. Yeah. Like, doing drugs is life. Yeah, also like, the issues don't stop. Right? Like, they don't happen because you're a teenager. I'm, a, I'm in my 30s, <laughs> yeah. and I still and need this class. the issues keep coming. Yeah. Has not stopped. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. I mean, and I remember in that class, we just talked about, like, I mean, we had to sign something to, like, save our virginity until oh my god and it's crazy like i wasn't even at a private school like this was a public school and we had to like sign something to be like oh i'm gonna save it till marriage but that's horrible you know in the 90s in order for public schools to get funding for sex ed they had to actually put in their curriculum that if you have sex outside of marriage you'll get like an std or bad things will happen to you like it's just madness. Yeah. Like it's, it's in it, order it, to get funding, they had to agree to lie to you. That's so like, fucked up. Like, isn't that up. crazy? That's so fucked up. No. Yeah. It's like, and I'm sure it's like that around the world, but I oh, mean. Oh yeah. It's, it's really not any better outside of the United States. Yeah. yeah. And it, it sucks. And I'm so glad that we have people like you just like sharing the knowledge, even if it's just sex 101, you know, like yeah. just sharing that knowledge. And so today I want to talk about your book. Yeah. Sextrology. Do you want to kind of like go over what it is? Because it's basically, I mean, based off the name, it's like sex and astrology mixed together. Because you also like 
an astrologer. I am. Yeah. I am. Um, I love doing sextrology charts, and I'm going to do yours later yes. and Brian's, and I'm so excited. Um, but I love using astrology like to rethink sex because astrology is just so fun to think about. People really enjoy it. For me, it's mm -hmm. my spiritual practice, and I've been practicing it for a long time and learning about it for a long time. But for most people, it's just something fun to think about, and it's mm -hmm. a great opener because people are like it's hard to talk about sex yeah. you know yeah. or it's hard to even open up to an expert or a therapist or a counselor or a coach you know mm. so it's a great equalizer but the sextrology book so my book is the only astrology book that goes over your sexual subconscious so Ooh. every single astrology sign I provide your sexual subconscious archetype you're an Aquarius so you're the mischievous pleasure saint Okay. It's like you're always breaking the rules, but you're doing it in the pursuit of pleasure, doing it in the pursuit of things that bring you happiness. Uh, a total rebel. Yeah, I feel like read that's the my book. Life. Very you, unconventional. Yeah. <laughs> Very unconventional is like how I describe myself, I guess. I think so. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, and then I go over lust compatibility. So who you're most compatible with um, mm -hmm. erotically. Okay. And that it does bleed into romance, but I try yeah. to make it a little bit more about I lust. <laughs> Sorry, we're that in a garage, cute. so I'm gonna be we're in a garage. There's a fucking big ass strawberry next to me that's probably collecting dust. No, I love the strawberry. <laughs> Thank you, Rose, for letting <laughs> me use your garage. Please continue. <laughs> um, what else is this book about? Oh, and your secret erogenous zones. I also go over yes. because in astrology, there's something called iatro mathematics or medical astrology. So mm. every single zodiac sign has a different. Um, erogenous zone and like pleasure center. So I go over that in the book. Um, it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. So go yes. check it out. Go buy it. it it's fun. Links down um, below. Links down below. It's a queer and gender inclusive book. And it's also an ethically non-monogamous inclusive book because, you know, we're talking about lust. So you could do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Um, and that's the book. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So let's get like a feel of it just reading you know, my chart yeah. and even Brian's to see like, I'm so excited. Okay. So do you want me to read to like, look into yours first yeah. and then look at compatibility? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do, do that. It. Let's do it. I'm curious. Cause I never, yeah. Cause Danny's read my chart, but only in just like, you know, the overall never yeah. really dived in, dove into like the sex part of it. Oh, totally. The sex part is so much fun. I think the only thing he says like Mars and Gemini is so I'm a little like, Oh, you do have a Mars and Gemini. Yeah, so we can at zero about. degrees Gemini, so you're super innocent with it. Like I think so, yeah. Yeah, like there's an innocence to you. Mm -hmm. When you have zero degrees in your chart, it means that you were born into this life with a lot of innocence in that area, Ooh. which is really sweet. Like a little bit of naivete. I am very innocent when it comes to like sex. I think people like, I mean, yes and no, obviously, because like. I mean, you could be a freak and be innocent. Yeah. That's like one of the lies of the virginity myth that we're taught is that like you lose innocence by having oh, sex or by being a so sexual right. being. Actually, psychologically, your innocence declines when you get lied to, when someone tricks you, when you experience like when you think you're going to experience one thing and another thing happens. That's how innocence gets lost. Not by having sex. Sex Ugh. is just an experience with other people. That part. Yep. Period. So. <laughs> I love it when people say period. It, like, I makes never say really period, excited. but I felt like something about me was oh, just like, it, it makes me really a period happy. at the end of that. Cause I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, you do have a Mars in Gemini. So Mars is the planet of sex, aggression, passion. It shows how you go after what you want. Mm. And so 
having a Gemini in Mars, you're gonna like want to taste a lot of flavors, be very curious, yeah, um, very cerebral. So role play, sexting, voice notes, sexy voice notes. Yeah. If you and Brian like ever play with voice notes, I would recommend it because with that Mars and Gemini, there's like you're gonna want like some of that. Action. I loved having when we first started dating. We were long distance. I loved having phone sex with him. Oh my god! It I was love. like it was like yeah, it was great. Sorry, I'm like adjusting. I'm getting get comfortable. I'm getting comfy on the couch yeah. in the garage in the ga- garage. <laughs> there the we garage. go. In the garage. <laughs> in the garage. I'm. It's a gay garage. It's a gay garage. Listen. Exactly. Um. Oh, your North Node is in Capricorn. So your North Node is your destiny placement. Yeah. Um. Capricorn is a super kinky sign. So when we're thinking about this sexually, yeah. Ways to play with power in the bedroom is something that I would definitely recommend you explore if you have a destiny placement there, because that'll activate like how you step into power in the other areas of your life. So like maybe being more dominant. Well, you can play, it depends on what you genuinely want as well. Okay. You know, like, let me see if you have Cause like um, yeah, cause I feel like I like being like submissive, submissive with my boyfriend. Like I feel like I'm leaning towards being a sub. Yeah, and you know, playing with power doesn't mean that you have to be the dominant one. It just means you're playing with power. So mm. playing with giving power away. Um, Ooh, okay. And also a, another big misconception in BDSM is that like the dominant person is the one in charge, but usually the submissive is the one who's getting the sensations happening to them. So that's why you negotiate a BDSM scene ahead of time so that way the submissive can say this is everything I'm cool with right you know does that vibe with you because of course you know BDSM dominance aren't like kink vending machines where like you go and say I want you to be a vampire and then they're gonna do that you know you all do have to be compatible but just because someone is submissive doesn't mean that they haven't bit like stated everything that they want and that they aren't also in their own version of power and Mm. once the you know you enter into the bdsm moment and the submission begins and you're submitting to someone else like you're only submitting because you have told them and outlined what is okay to do so in a way you are also in control and establishing that control but um but yeah playing with bdsm i think would be so much fun for you two to explore. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, have, like, wants and needs to explore more. Yeah. I think just, like, for me, like, sometimes, like, I, like, I can be very, like, black and white with sex. Like, one mm. minute, I'm just, like, there's nothing sexual I'm feeling. And not just with him, just in general, like, yeah. in with myself. Yeah. And then there's, like, the other part of me that's just, like, a fucking slut, you know, yeah, where I'm, like, I want to have sex all day, every day. Like, let's have it, like, five times a day. Like, he's, like, whoa, you know? And then, like, and then you won't hear for you know? And then I'm, totally. like, not in the mood to, like, even do anything for a little bit. So, yeah, yeah I can be very – I mean, for him, he's, like, he could every down day all day. You're yeah. down to do – that's why I'm, like – I want him to like get a side chick, you know, yeah. because I'm like for the moments where I'm like not there sexually, like he could go like have fun with someone oh, else. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's so funny. You know, this is why we should normalize hiring sex workers and giving sex workers basic human rights, because it's completely fine to like hire a sex worker or be ethically non-monogamous. Like I have a client of mine who her and her husband, she just is tired. She does not want to fuck her husband right now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. 
that's it. But she loves him. Doesn't it? They're not trying to like not be together in any way. Yeah. But she's just not feeling sexual right now and hasn't for a few months. And she's been trying to like encourage him to hire a sex worker. And he doesn't want to because for him, it feels like cheating or it feels like, you know, and he also doesn't want to explore ethical non-monogamy, but it's not because he doesn't want to, like, as we've been working together, it's because he just feels like it would be cheating. And like, it's not cheating. And if your partner is consenting to you exploring, like, anyway, this is a whole, that's a whole other tangent. But we should totally (laughs) normalize hiring sex workers because- I agree. Sometimes you've got to get laid. Exactly. And like, honestly, sometimes- I don't want to get laid and 100%. he wants to get laid more 100%. often than me than like more power to you, you know? Yep. So it's oh, like, totally. yeah, so we're working on it. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Working on it. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. Well, you have a moon in Aries and a rising in Aries, which is really fascinating. So you're really surrounded by the energy of momentum and like do you feel like very connected to your emotions or kind of detached? Oh yeah. Very connected. Yeah. Interesting. Very connected. Yeah. Because usually those are like all signs of detachment, Aries, Aquarius, and then Aries again. Yeah. But you do have a Chiron in cancer. So I think like before when I was younger, mm. I, I was connected to my, my emotions, but I didn't really know how to art- articulate it. Mm. Like, I think it was like, honestly, just having the show yeah, it was like I think something in me for so long was like wanting to like express it because I didn't know how to like talk about it in my everyday. Like I didn't know how to like you know just let it out in a, in yeah. a way. Like I think that sometimes I would just 
like with music, I tried, you know, like I, I'm a, I love to sing, like singing. That I was didn't like, know that. yeah, I, like I, I like sing in the church. Yeah, it was just so I grew up singing, oh. and singing was like kind of like my first kind of step yeah. into like, uh, like expressing myself, yeah. and then. Um, I don't know. And I just, that kind of like fell off and I really just, I still love to sing. So don't wrong. but like, you know, the music industry is a whole thing, but yeah. you know, but I really found, I think even more comfort in mm. what I do with this because it was like almost kind of difficult. I think, especially mm. when I'd get into relationships mm. and like, I wouldn't know how to express to them that I liked them. So I oh, felt like yeah. a lot of times I would just like detach, but I just didn't yeah. know I was doing it. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I'd burst into like, I really like you. They're like, I had no idea. You know? Oh, and just yeah, like, that's very yeah. standard for all of those placements because they're not placements that are known for emotional intelligence, which isn't to say that you don't have that. Yeah. But that it is going to be like, just like you said, like it's a journey. Like other mm. people will have those natural strengths right off the bat. Yeah. And I wasn't that. Oh, I, I wasn't either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sagittarius <laughs> rising, Sagittarius sun. We're fun, Ooh. but. But like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. We're not emotionally intelligent. <laughs> I am now. Yeah. Same. It took we, work. We healed. Yeah, exactly. It takes work, but it yeah. It does. Ooh, a Jupiter and Leo. So no wonder this podcast has been such a great experience for you, especially sexually, because Leos want to be the star. They rule the ego in astrology and you have a Leo and Jupiter. So you expand the most in this life by stepping mm. into your own starlight. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wonderful. For sure. It's like, it's weird. Cause it's like, I don't feel like I'm like the loudest in the room or I'm like the yeah. star of anything, but I, f yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, but it's like, I almost have to, it's like the show kind of, I think is that, that part yeah. of me, I guess. I love sense. that. I think, yeah. you know, when you have like something to get out, giving yourself the outlet is so important. Like whether it's an, and this has to do with pleasure science. Like if you're in a relationship with someone and you have a lot of attention seeking behavior or things like that, mm -hmm. you often just need to go to an acting class, take a singing lesson, For give sure. yourself creativity, sexuality, and money are very, very similar energetic things. Yeah. So if you're having you know, issues in a relationship, it can sometimes not even stem from sex. It can either stem from a lack of a creative outlet or money. Something yeah. going on. Oh, I, I agree. Cause I think like, yeah, going back to like, just growing, I always felt like, um, you said something that was profound mm. and it slipped my mind because ADHD. Well, thank you for calling me profound, uh, pro though, girl. You know, everything you're saying right now is just like, it's, it's touching me in a very emotional way. <laughs> And I have to clarify that. But yeah, it was, you said something, oh, fuck. Oh, God, maybe it'll come back to me later. But yeah, I think there was just always this sense of, I, I remember, there's always sense of just like wanting attention, not to be necessarily the star, but just because I felt like, I mean, it's just like a middle child syndrome, like a maybe. middle child. So it was always kind of like my attention was always being split and never really felt like fully heard. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. So having a creative outlet, you're right. It was just kind of like making me the star of like my yeah. own little movie in my head. Yeah. And then, you know, that was like very healing. 
And it's important for everybody to feel like they're the star in their own life. Like you are the main character of your life. Yeah. And like you should set yourself up for success to experience that in whatever way feels in alignment for you. And you will have better relationships and better sex. Like when you stand up for yourself outside of the bedroom in ways that might make you feel uncomfortable, you're normalizing the feeling of advocating for yourself. And so then when you're in the bedroom, which is it's certainly a difficult place to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You've already been doing it outside of the bedroom. It's more normal. You can now do it here. You know, like a lot of the time when people have sex blocks, like the best thing you could do for yourself is figure out what the block is and then start healing it outside of the bedroom. You know, because you're normalizing the feeling of getting over that block. So then when you're in the bedroom and you're in this situation that'll make you nervous. Yeah. You've been working on it. Like being a people pleaser, I think is like one of my biggest things. It's like, I'm such a people pleaser. So then like. So in my real life, I was just kind of like trying to make everyone happy. And in bed, I was kind of like doing the same thing. But now I feel like I've, I've gotten better at my people pleasing for sure. But yeah, yeah, I think that was period. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so thinking about that. So also, and also thinking about being the star of your own show, you have a Black Moon Lilith and Sagittarius. And Black Moon Lilith is a really interesting placement in astrology. A lot of astrology charts won't map it for you which is so annoying to me because yeah. that's like one of the biggest indicators in sextrology of what's going on um but having a black moon lilith in sagittarius so sagittarius is another sign that wants to be in the spotlight or just wants to be seen it doesn't have like leo wants to be in the spotlight they right. tr- they literally represent they rule the house of creativity every leo i know oh. wants to be we love it for them yeah you know someone's got to do it well depending <laughs> i have a little i have a little sh- uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah my okay. south node was in leo which means in a past life i was a leo so sometimes i feel you i like can't yeah like there's not all leos and i want to like shade I the love, whole no, sign but there's just like a, a couple leos on my like shit list right now you know when i'm like astrology- you need to relax <laughs> and like hold yourself accountable for your fucking yeah. actions you oh know? yeah whenever any astrology sign is not evolved it's so difficult to yeah. deal with them because then they become the worst of their archetype and so for leo super ego a thousand percent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. But with the with the Black Moon Lilith and Sagittarius, so this is also an astrology sign that in a sense rules a part of the ego, um, but they want to be seen, often seen for like intelligence, curious. So it yeah. totally makes sense that you're doing this podcast too. And that a huge thing that this podcast is always exploring is sex because your sex placement is in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the archetype of the philosopher and the wanderlust, the person who wants to travel and learn, but learn through experience experience, not just books. Yeah. So they do want to learn through books, but also experience. And so how this will map out in your erotic life, which when I say erotic life doesn't just mean sex, it means all the ways you experience pleasure and eroticism, wanting to learn, wanting to connect with other people, probably exploring ethical non-monogamy, um, especially with the Mars and Gemini and the Black Moon Lilith and Sagittarius. These are great placements for exploring non-monogamy because you have all the tools in place mm. to do that very fluidly because none of those signs are particularly possessive. Like it doesn't mean you won't get jealous or you won't have feelings about things, which right. is normal and you yeah. should. Jealousy is a very intelligent emotion when we understand what it's trying to tell us. 
But that is the best way to describe jealousy. What is it, the best way? That was the best oh, way to one. like describe <laughs> that feeling without it being like a toxic description. Yeah. Well, so. when you don't understand what yeah. the message of jealousy is, of course you're going to feel toxic because you feel this very intense emotion that is super real. Right. But um, and often for anyone who's listening who's like, okay, but then what does jealousy mean? Um, jealousy often means that someone has something that you want, and we. Think about jealousy. You only feel jealous when someone has something you want. Mm -hmm. If you're a chef and your friend is a writer and your friend gets a book deal, you wouldn't feel jealous. You'd be like, amazing, bad bitch, get right. it. But if you're a chef and your friend is a chef and your friend gets on a chef show, you'll be jealous as fuck, probably, yeah. because you're a chef. Why wasn't that, you know? And the same thing can happen in relationships. When you get jealous of what other people have, it's because they have something that you want. Um, when you get jealous of your partner, it might be because they possess a personality trait you wish you had, which was why you were attracted to them in the first place, or an insecurity is coming to light that you can look into for your own self and heal. But jealousy is a very intelligent emotion when okay. we can, you know, when we when can you really like compassion. dive into, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dive into like why you're feeling that way. Yeah. For sure. But with Sagittarius, so with that placement, like, I mean, do you guys do voice notes? Because I feel like. You I feel like we ha we don't, but I feel Ooh, like we should. Play. But I mean, I loved like doing like when like, you know, oh, the phone sex, the phone sex yeah. was like a thing that like I loved in the beginning. Like, and it was before we even had sex. Mm. So like we never even like even I think at that point, I didn't even we didn't even like see each other like naked yet or anything like that it was just like we were getting to know each other because i lived in la and he was like yeah. in oakland so it yeah. was just like you know you're just what they lend another and you're just fucking talking dirty and shit and yeah. masturbating and so and i loved it i was like i haven't even like touched this man yet and i'm like already fucking like he's making me like go crazy you know so have you ever looked up your erotic blueprint no, what is that? So there's a sexologist named Jaya, and she created this system where there's five erotic blueprints. It reminds me a lot of the five love languages. Like I think just, you did mention this. Yeah. Is that you? I, I might have. It's very popular, so it could have been yeah. another expert too. But um, there's five different archetypes, uh, erotic blueprint archetypes. And chances are you're more than one. You just have one that's dominant. So one of them is a kinky archetype. So... The way that you show your erotic side and give and receive affection tends to be on the kinky spectrum. Um, there's also energetic, which I think you might be, given everything that you were saying, mm -hmm. where foreplay, and especially with the with that Mars in Gemini placement, because that's such a cerebral placement in astrology. Mm -hmm. So energetic folks, and I'm an energetic erotic arousal type, we get really turned on by delayed gratification, build up flirting, language, like it's, there isn't really a lot of touch. It's a lot of energetic sexual tension that's being built and that can mm. be super, super hot. I love that. Yeah. A thousand percent. Oh yeah. yeah. It sounds like you, you're an energetic erotic uh, blueprint type. Um, but let's see, there's the kinky, there's energetic, there's the shapeshifter, which is super fun. Um, shapeshifter is someone who gets off by essentially like shape-shifting into an, the, what the other person seems to prefer, which can mm -hmm. be quite confusing because a lot of people are people-pleasers in bed because we're yeah. nervous, and that is not the same as being a shape-shifter. Okay. And the way you can tell the difference is if you're shape-shifting a lot in bed and it leaves you very tired or resentful, you're probably not a shape-shifter. You're just people-pleasing. Oh, but okay. if you're in the bedroom and someone is like – 
I really like very normal vanilla, you know, missionary. And you're like, fuck yeah. And that's great. And then you have another lover and they're like, I want you to whip me. And you're like, that's great. You know, like right, yeah. if it energizes you, genuinely energizes you, then you're probably. Yeah. A it's like a healthy people pleaser. Exactly. Yeah. Because exactly. yeah. it serves you. you right. You're excited by it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Shapeshifter, kinky, energetic, uh, physical, like sexual, like. You know, it's mm. sex makes you feel sexy. Right. Um, and I forget what the fourth one is, but y'all can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> like, do your research do on your, your research. own. I think That's homework for you guys. Sensual, to figure out what the maybe, I think, something like yeah. that. But anyway, but yeah, there's, there's yeah. five different archetypes, and people usually have one dominant one and then a splatter of the others. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely the energy thing, because I do like a buildup. I do like foreplay. I do like... Like, I, I love, I think it's, like, such a mental thing for me. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I need it to, like, we need to have, like, a sexy conversation. Like, I feel like what turns me on is, like, for instance, like, so we're, you know, we're exploring, like, opening up our relationship. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they know the story because Brian's talked about it on the show. But, like, uh, we, he, like, went out and, like, you know, was, he was been talking to this girl. He finally met her. And, um... And the whole time I was just like at home, like just anxious, you know, because mm. it's just the first time. Anxious, and like, like excited for him or anxious, like I what if this all goes of it. wrong? I think mm. it was, I think it was just, I, I don't even think it was like a negative anxious. I think it was mostly yeah. excited, but also like, you know, like it's just it, the unknown is, yeah. is scary. It's the, the feeling of like, you don't have control in that moment. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, and also it's the first time. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's just the first, like first day of school, I used to get a little nervous. Yeah, you know? totally. So, I love the way you describe that. Cause I think that is the, the nerves do feel like that a lot of the time when you're opening new. up a relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's like new. first day of school. Not like we're making a mistake. Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> I mean, I, I had no regret in the midst yeah. of anything. Like I knew that yeah. it was like the right decision, but it was, yeah, just the first first day of school kind of jitters where you're like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like what kind of homework we're going to get? Like what are we going to learn mm. today? You know, it's just don't know. Like who's, who am I going to sit next to? Like yeah. you just don't know. Yeah. So it was just all those like unknown questions of like, what's the vibe going to be like? When are they like, I want to know now if they're fucking now or not, mm. you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, they, they, so they like, he, they didn't go far. He was just like, she was masturbating, he was fingering her, and she got her period. Mm. So, like, things kind of... But anyways, it was... Uh, that's a whole other episode. But um, but he came back, and it was, like, because I just had this, like, buildup of, like, anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, he came, he sat next next to me, and he was, like, Aww. holding me and just telling me everything that, like, play-by-play -play of, like, the whole night. And it was just, like... We had, like, the best sex ever, like, after that. Isn't it really hot to, like, hear your partner talk about fucking other <sighs> or just, like, or, like, their just, fantasies? Just the, or just, yeah, or just, like, them being turned on by someone else. Oh. You're just, like, why? why I've you? never done this, but I've always had a fantasy of, like, watching, like, the person that I'm sleeping with, like, they're watching porn, and I'm just either eating them out or giving them head or, you know, whatever, yeah. but, like... Oh, that but they're getting off of like on. watching. Yeah, yeah no, that like, is sexy. They can't I'm, touch themselves. Like I'm like, ugh, it's oh it turns my me god. On. I, I, I do love like playing together when like porn is on. I've and you know I've never done that. And there was one guy who yeah. I was dating, and I was like, I really want to do this. I want to suck your cock while you're watching porn. <laughs> and he like didn't really. I don't know if it was because he was nervous that like. 
I wouldn't like the porn that he liked, or maybe he. I think I think get, that's what they it get was. Really weird about it, but it's just like we're open to. I, mean, I, I want. I want to know. Yeah. I brought this up. Boo. <laughs> You're like, this is my job. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't oh, even I judge you. And I think it, it was so funny though, because then I was like, well, what kind of porn do you watch? He's like, only girls that look like you. And I was like, I okay, let's unpack this because I know <laughs> that you do not watch porn with just chicks that look like. Come yeah, on. like it's okay if they, it's yeah. girls that don't look like yeah. me. Like I want to know. I yeah. Saw, or, oh my god, what if you watched like men and that's what he was like worried about because that Maybe. would also turn me on. I couldn't give a f- I mean yeah I know but it's it's like it's you and it's uh, like yeah. you wouldn't care you know but yeah. you know people still like carry a little bit of shame because there's just yeah. like you know some weird shit out there people are oh, totally. into weird shit and that's fine to- I'm here for so the weird shit yeah like <laughs> yeah that. like I want to know I, I want to know all too. the weirdest me shit too. that you like yeah so but um where were we let's look at you <laughs> and Brian together okay. unless you have any specific questions before I move on from your chart uh, no, I kind of just curious about the compatibility. I love it. Just based off the charts. I love it. Okay. So let me see what his black moon Lilith is. Oh, his black moon Lilith is in cancer and he's a cancer. Interesting. So the way he has sex is very close to just like how he kind of is as a person. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, like he's like sensual. Loving, yeah. Very sensual. Very sweet. nurturing. That's why I feel like he just hasn't like. Because people are like, oh, my God, have you found anyone yet? Like, I feel like he needs to be connected to somebody. Yeah. He can't mm. just, like, just hook up with anybody. Maybe, I yeah. don't know. But, like, I feel just based off of what I'm just seeing in his, like, journey of, like, you know, like, finding, like, yeah. a secondary, it, it like, it's he has to have, even if he's not trying to fall in love, it just has to have, like, some sort yeah. of connection. Are you familiar with the term demisexual? Yeah. I yeah, think I'm that, sounds, that, too. I know. I think I'm that, too. I think and I'm it sounds he, like he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely demisexual. Yeah, me, too, to Unfortunately. Be like, I know. I wish I could just, like, just fuck everything, because sometimes I just want to. You just want to get your shit off, you yep. know? But then, like... Yep. But if I don't like you, even if it's just a ten percent like or something, like oh, I know, I won't, I won't get aroused. If someone gives me like one percent ick, I'm out. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like no, yeah, one percent ick and no dick. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so he is a Sag rising, Cancer Sun, Libra Moon. Oh, that's really nice. The Libra Moon is super compatible with your Aquarius Sun. Yeah. Um, so the way he is emotionally is really, yeah, that's really wonderful. And then you had, let me look at your moon again. I love that you're looking at his tries going on because I really feel like that is like his. Like how I think about my boyfriend's like, oh, like he's just such a he's sweet so person. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, just based off your chart, you're like, oh, it's like I, yeah, yeah, just, just like teddy bear. Yeah. Total teddy bear. <laughs> um, and his rising Sag is amazing for your Aries moon. So super just like on a identity level, uh, life values level, super, super compatible. And then also emotionally. Mercury and Cancer, is he a crier? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, <laughs> not it's to like get out of it, but you know, it's cries. refreshing when men can cry. Oh, one thousand percent. Honestly, like, it kind of. Did you watch Perfect Match? On oh Netflix? my god, Dom! Yeah, I'm interviewing. I'm interviewing Dom! him tomorrow. Oh, so he's gonna be on the show. I love it. He reminds me so much of my boyfriend. He just cries. He's yeah, a crier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. so refreshing. Like, he's when a lot I like that Brian. show, and yeah. I saw Dom just like feel his feelings. I was like, you couldn't be sexier, man. Yeah, no, like, he's so fun. If I was. If I was, like, single, I would definitely try to, like, but I don't think Love that it. I would because he's not really a good, like, person to have as a secondary. 
Yeah. He wa- yeah. He's a monogamous person oh, based off he? of what I'm I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. I can't I mean, I'm not going to flirt with him out of wait. respect, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like, but based off of what I've seen and like the research yeah. I've done on him, like he's more monogamous for sure. Yeah. yeah. But. I think so many of us are like monogamish where it's like we do need that main primary. squeeze, yeah. that primary mm-hmm. and like like not polyromantic but polysexual, you know? Like yeah. a polyromantic person for anyone listening, that's someone who can have more than one love, more than one romantic relationship and that's fulfilling. And then polysexual is loving to have more than one sexual partner but romantically probably not. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people are polysexual and monoromantic. Um, and then there's a lot of people who are polyamorous and polyromantic. That's, like, but. one thing I'm kind of, like, concerned about just, like, mm. in this journey of, like, opening a relationship is, like, being sort of, like, demisexual where I have to have yeah. a connection. But it's, like, I want to eventually – right now I'm more turned on by him finding other partners. But yeah. when it gets to a point where I look for partners, like, my concern is, like, I don't want to, like, have feelings for someone you know because i mm-hmm. although for me to have sex with someone i have to have a connection and i'm yeah. scared of getting that intertwined with like having actual like strong feelings and that being confusing yeah in the relationship even though i know that like brian's the one for me like yeah. he's the father of my kids like it's yeah. he's like i'm very secure in that but but i'm like am i capable of like liking more than one person like I don't know you know you you don't know until you try and like being demisexual and wanting to have more than one lover I mean you could have like a husband and a boyfriend or a girlfriend you know I just don't think that he would be okay with that yeah well you know you that and that's just the journey yeah there really is no right or wrong answer in that situation it's just about going through the journey and like figuring out like you only know a boundary once it's been crossed so that's true. You just don't know what you don't know. And until you do it. Yeah. 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 So I guess we'll just figure it out yeah. as we go. But as someone who I'm demisexual and I do enjoy casual sex and like, yeah. I've just noticed that. And then also being an energetic erotic type, I've just noticed that the buildup needs to be slow and that there yeah. does need to be some sort of friendship established there. Yeah. But I've gotten really good now at figuring out like, I don't want you as a partner. I like, I know how it feels when I want someone as a partner yeah. and I know how it feels when I just want someone. I also think like a great exercise for you as you explore this is to also consider at what point you feel complete in an erotic mm. situation. Okay. So maybe you're dating someone or not dating cause you're not trying to find another partner, yeah. but maybe you're, you know, having fun times, like having a flirt date or something with someone. Yeah. And in that moment, what will make you feel sexually complete is flirting enough is kissing enough is sex enough? It'll be different in every situation. But there are times where like, I, you know, I'm single, I'm going out, I want to, I want to like have physical affection, I feel like I want to have sex, and then I make out with someone and I'm complete. I'm good. You're like, that's got it. it. Got Done. it out of my system. Yep, got it out of my system. Okay. Um, and so that's another, I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to, if we're like dating, if we're trying to find someone, if we're opening up a relationship, that the point is to have good sex with that person. And maybe you'll feel complete just by kissing with them or oh, just, oral just, or, yeah, or just even like t- or texting them yeah. and they're telling you you're pretty or something. Exactly. Like that's oh my God. <laughs> Truly, honestly. There sometimes was like, that's all you need. Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, so recently, I don't think I said this on the planet, but recently like there's this, um, 
He's a well-known rapper in the Bay Area. Like okay. it, uh, I didn't, I personally didn't know. Like I wasn't familiar with the artist, but my boyfriend was. Yeah. But this artist DM'd me, and it was like saying how he was like a huge fan of the show and my content yeah. and it was just saying like you know he was flirting too he was just like you're like really beautiful like it, you know whenever you have a show i'm gonna be front row like he was flirting with me and i was like and i was like i was like oh, i was like oh i was really flattered and i kind of yeah. like was like you know uh flirting back a little bit but yeah. i mean i told my boyfriend obviously because you know we we're trying to just be honest but i was like yeah, yeah. i mean i and then, like the conversation didn't go anywhere but it was just like it felt good to yeah. like be able to, you know, flirt with someone and have and accept them like calling, you know, me pretty yeah. and, just, and saying that they're attracted to me. And then that was it. Like it, yeah. it, it not going anywhere, but just be like, oh, I, like, so, you know, I still got it, you know, because it's been a while. Totally. When, like since I've been single. So it's just been like, you know, which my boyfriend does make me feel beautiful. But y'all know but sometimes a different energy with. Yeah, we call it new relationship energy. Yes. You know, and. That is electrifying. That is libido boosting. Sometimes opening up a long-term marriage, the only thing you need is to like flirt and flirting is healthy. Flirt for your health, everybody, honestly. Yeah. And it felt good to be able to do that yeah. without like the guilt. I mean, at first yeah. I was kind of like, wait, is this okay? And I'm like, no, it's okay. This is a part of the, this is like our rule. You know, we're yeah. like, we're allowing ourselves to do this. I'm like, yeah. he sexed other girls. I was like, I was like, I could, I could, you know, take a, a you know, say thank you and like put a yeah. flirty emoji, emoji, whatever. But yeah, so it it felt really nice, and that's yeah. like as far as I've gotten this open relationship. Yes, allow a guy to take your with time. Me. You know, like yeah. there's no rush really at the end of the day. Um, and I think like the other really, I mean, I'm sure you guys do this, but anyone listening, if you're opening up your relationship for the first time, once a week, like have time scheduled where you check in and talk about like everything that's happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, you guys have great communication, but yeah, um, that's something that I've noticed. Like I've had a couple clients who are opening up their relationship and I'm like, oh, OK, when's your weekly check in or when do you have a check in? And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, that's important. Yeah. No, you we're, we're, we're pretty good at like checking in. Like, I mean, I could already tell because you're like, you know, you sat on the couch. You told me the whole thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we talk all the time. Like we oh, talk, we, you know, we're. Well, that's one thing that we're really good at is communicating. Yeah. Well, with his moon and Libra, that makes sense. You know, all air signs, air placements are chatty and a rising in Sag. And let's see here. Oh, he has a North Node in Aries. So you're in his destiny because <gasps> oh, you have an Aries so moon, Aries rising. Yeah. That's really cool. I and then love what did that. I? Oh, your North Node is in Capricorn. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. He is a Neptune in Capricorn. So he'll ignite your dreams. On oh, your and destiny he placement. does, and he oh. does. I mean, he's a fan of the show. That's how we met. Oh, yeah, and he. I mean, to this day, he's always so supportive of just like we love the Brian. show, and then everyone on the show, and oh. just like I know he's, he's always DMing me. He's like, I love that that story. Yeah, that like one. he's and I'm like, so. Thank you. Yeah, like thank he's, you for the feedback. He's very like he's it, just believes in everything and always Aww. tries to like you know help so yeah cancers are the best so he has a venus in gemini which is so compatible with your mars in gemini <gasps> yeah so that's great like the way you go after passion is the way he goes after love Ooh. Yeah. okay yeah so that's really nice and he has a mars in cancer okay oh but we we discovered that 
because he fucks the way he is with his. I remember yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just get excited again. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah, ADHD. Like, oh. <laughs> like, I swear. I mean. And he just wants to fuck all the time. I don't know if that's just being mm, a man. I think, but, well, like. <laughs> having a Mars in Cancer, Cancer is such a sensual and erotic placement. It's very sensual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But also, like, very, like, dominant. I mean, mm. very, you know, he could be very dominant, but also be very, like, nurturing sweet. And very, and, so yeah. nurturing. So that's nurturing. That's such, that's why I love, like, Cancer, cisgendered men. Or even cancer trans men, like yeah. people who identify as a man and are a cancer, have this great balance of dominance, but also like nurturing, care, yes. like, like uh. he's very like, like he's just very like thoughtful. Like mm. you know, I always hear about like other people, like their relationships, you know, with men, and they're like, oh, he just doesn't really like, you know, think of you know get creative with dates or he just is like mm. you know they're not men are just not really good with details yeah like i feel like men in general are not good with details no. but like brian is just he's like mm. some little things like for instance <laughs> i like bought some snacks uh, like for my road trip but then he like also packed some extra snacks for me for my road mm. trip and i he, like put it into like a little ziploc zip bag and just put it in there i was like that is the sweetest for you to like pack my little like snack oh, for my day like I'm here for the snacks so i was like what kind of guy i was like but i love it like thank you Aww. you know because like food is the way to my heart amen right okay so Especially i realized snacks. actually so he has a black moon lilith and cancer which is what i got excited about before and a Mars in Cancer. So Mars is that planet of, of sex, cancer. aggression. And then he is a Cancer. Yeah, so the way he is sexual and the way he goes after what he wants is going to be very in alignment with his own identity, which also means that feedback can be difficult because it can it can crush him. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Like, in every aspect of his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like... It's okay. It Let's hits not. the most personal parts. Yeah. It like, hits like, yeah, it cuts deep, which, you know, there's no such thing as rejection, just redirection, people. Like, exactly. And especially with sexual feedback or, you know, sexual rejection, remember that people have had their sex style preferences way before you came along. Yeah. You know, like it's not as personal as we make it out to believe. Of course, it can feel so personal and you're not crazy for taking something personal because sex and right. nudity, like how can you not? You Right. But, you know, honor your feelings. And then as you process your feelings, recognize like, OK, my partner's preferences existed before me. So the fact that I like my feet tickled and you don't doesn't mean you don't like me or my feet. It right. means that Just that was there before feet. me. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Interesting. But um, yeah. So sensuality, romance. Do you ever romance him or add any sensuality? I, f I mean, do I? I'm trying to, I don't really feel like I'm the most, I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm romantic in a, like I, okay. I just act like a little like kid with him. Like, I feel like I'm always just like. Oh, well, that's that Aries moon and rising. Yeah. Like Aries I'm always like act, child. like, act like a fucking like child, like sometimes, oh. or sometimes I feel like when he's, you know, again, really sensitive to taking something personally about, like, whatever life work. And I'm like, okay, I turn into, like, a mother for him. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that's just my, like, woman instincts. But I'm like, okay, come here. Let me, like, feet, let me rub you cancer. and, like, make you feel, like, at home. And he just, and I could tell, like, he turns into, like, a little baby, you know? Oh. 
And so, well, you have a Chiron in Cancer. Chiron represents the wound of your life, the thing that you'll be healing your whole life. So Aww. he activates your wounds, being with having so much Cancer, but yeah. it's not a bad thing because yeah. that's very healing. You know, like very. activating it through like a sense of healing. Um, yeah. So that makes sense that too. Like if he's hurt or something that activates in you as well like all of a sudden i'm like just like this nurturing like mother yeah yeah cancer is the archetype of the mother yeah yeah Yeah. and but he does the same for me too so yeah yeah and you know like cancer is also a super kinky sign they're kinky through usually obviously everyone is unique but cancers stereotypically is kinky through sensuality so like feathers sensual touch probably not going to be the most masochistic or sadistic necessarily although I did once date a very sadistic cancer and he wouldn't show me his chart (laughs) what why not because you know these hoes are afraid like they don't want to be read (laughs) they're afraid of my magic right exactly Um, but no he didn't want to be read it didn't last long yeah Um, but the sex was good um, but cancers usually, so they, they're very kinky, but more on the sensual side. Yeah. Um, and so exploring BDSM, like for you with those Capricorn placements, exploring power dynamics. So giving power away or stepping into power, however that'll look. And then for him, how you can add sensuality and romance to something as well. And romance mm. in the sense of like, I mean, well, what are his love languages? Do you know? It's definitely um, quality time. Okay. Acts of service. No, I think words of affirmation, Mm. acts of service. Yeah. Are probably like his top three. Mm. And what are his other ones are gifts and. Yeah, gifts and. uh Whatever you can look it up. It's your homework. <laughs> it's your homework. If you find the fifth one, we've done it is. both times. Four out of five. It'll I'm proud of us. Come, you know, it'll probably come out of nowhere. Will be over, and we'll be like, I remember. <laughs> um, so thinking of that, and with all of his cancer placements, so if the way he receives love oh, is geez. through, I know it's it can be. <laughs> our phone notifications can be like so, yeah, like invasive. <laughs> so honestly. and it's like because it's not like I have all Apple products, so it's like my iPad, my laptop, my yep. phone, like yep. all at once. And especially when someone calls me, I'm like, fuck. Did you ever watch The Office? You know what? I'm the only person in the world. Wow, I'm judging who has watched The Office, but didn't care to keep going. <gasps> I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, uh, I know. Because yeah. everyone loves attacked. The Office. No, yeah. There's this one episode <laughs> where this guy creates, like he's always creating stupid shit that doesn't work, but he creates yeah. something called Woof, where if you get like a notification in one place, it notifies you everywhere. So what you were just saying, and it like woofs at you. Oh, for sure. Horrible idea. It's but anyway, so but it like <laughs> reminded me of, okay, our ADHD. <laughs> um, sensuality, yeah. romance, sex. Um, okay, so if he likes quality time, acts of service, and words of affirmation. So again, I mean, yeah, voice notes, that can be sexual, kinky, but romantic a little bit. Yeah. You know? like, like, just he adding that loves sexting. Like, Aww. he loves, like, sending photos. I don't think I'm, like, a photos person, yeah. but I definitely, have, like, I, you're, you're spot on with the voice notes or, like, yeah. because being vocal. Because for me, like, I don't like to text. Yeah. I'm just not a texter. Yeah. Like, I just... But I'll like I love a little voice note. I love yeah. a FaceTime call. Like I Aww. I mean I love I'm a podcaster. So it's just yeah. like I like to vocally say it versus yeah. like, you know, 
uh, send you a picture with like a nasty caption or something yeah. like I'm just it, it's but he could do that and mm-hmm. he's done it with like other girls like you know that he's like sexted and stuff and he's like which is the great thing about an ethically non-monogamous relationship like, like i do, do it. not have to do it all for you boo right and like, i don't want to exactly <laughs> frankly <laughs> yeah and it's also like we're always together mm. so it's like when are we gonna like you know i mean maybe when i'm out here but still yeah. it's like i mean and i have before like i definitely have sent him like photos and stuff but yeah. it's just it's not something that's like on the forefront of my mind yeah. to do, you know, yeah. so. Absolutely. And I think, like, the best thing we could also do is follow our own instinct with eroticism. Like, yeah. obviously finding out ways to support our partner in their eroticism, but not doing it in such a way where you're not being true to yourself. Exactly. Because then you go back to that people-pleasing, energy-sucking, energy-draining type of sex that yeah. we don't want, you like know? Like, he always, he loves, like, sending dick pics, which is, like, I get it. Like, he's he's very proud of his penis and i love Yay. that for him but sometimes i'm just like i don't want like a dick pic in the middle of the day <laughs> you know what i mean like he tries to like and so we've had you know he stopped <laughs> he was like, he's like i just really like this picture of my dick you know and he would send it and i was just like i'm just not like you know mars yeah. and gemini especially yeah. if i'm working i'm like my mind isn't there yeah. like oh, i'm just totally. but like for him it's just like it's just always on yeah 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 so, but yeah, what that must be like. I know. Yeah, I don't like understand. he could he could have sex like every day. How I, I don't know. Like I just I don't have that like libido. No, I don't either. I don't have that yeah. drive. I don't. And it, I feel like I mean, do you ever feel this where it's like it's kind of expected that mm. you have that kind of drive? Oh, because I'm a sex scholar. Yeah, yeah. and, and oh, like people. I talk about sex yep. all the time. Yep. I feel like people think that I'm just like constantly like horny or something oh totally yeah. i'm like actually i'm not no no yeah not at all yeah like, no. literally the opposite yeah i don't think i've masturbated in like five days not for like See? any reason just like you know a bitch is busy and not that horny i mean i am actually i was as i was driving here today i was like i'm really horny right now i was horny but, yesterday you know yeah, because someone, like, sent in, like, a really juicy email. Like, that got me horny. Mm-hmm. Again, mental stimulation. I mm-hmm. love a good story. I probably should, like, do an, you know. Do what? Listen to, like, because I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> listen to, like, a, you know, like, an audio book. Like, book, you know. Yeah, the there's um, Afterglow has, shout like. Shout out to Afterglow. Yeah, shout out to Afterglow, female-owned porn website. They have guided masturbations, but they also have a lot of audio oh. stuff. And then deep sea i may be pronouncing it wrong but they're like an all audio porn app and oh. that you know i'm i'm here for that as well yeah i really like I stories think I'm try, yeah i'm gonna start doing that because yeah. like i was aroused with like a listener's story i was like can i hook up with you guys <laughs> oh my god i love it i was like i am totally turned on but anyways oh i'm here for it okay yeah. well so i read Let over the, the major okay, okay. perfect yeah, I mean, we're almost at an hour, but yeah. We'll okay. Wrap it Is up. There, well, I was going to, that's perfect. Cause I was going to say I hit all the major spots. Okay. Cool. So do you have any specific questions? Um, no, I mean, I think that we've like, you did a good job of like covering all that. Yeah. Thank you. I try, you know, yeah, you did a great, try to, try to keep it covered with sextrology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like in your book, maybe like it's, so it shows like if someone is like curious on, 
what their erogenous zones are and everything. Yeah. Like kind of like look Yeah, up. like your erogenous zones, how your mind works. Your brain is your biggest sex organ. Yeah. And so that was why it was important for me in the book to kind of go over your sexual subconscious. Also, you know, like Carl Jung said, if you don't make the subconscious conscious, it'll run your life and you'll call it fate. And so it's really mm-hmm. important to start looking into our own what psychologists call the erotic shadow or the erotic subconscious. So I wove that into the book because I think that's something, especially in our current historical moment and the way that we are trying to understand sex as a culture, a lot of it has to do with mind blocks. You know, it's really fascinating. There's this sex therapist named Dr. Shirley Zussman. She's 107. She's still a practicing sex therapist. Oh, shit. She started going to school to study psychology in either the 30s or the 50s. I don't remember. I think 1936. Tell me why I know this random fucking knowledge. Anyway... (laughs) Never met this woman. Hi, Shirley. I think you're great. It's okay. I know random knowledge <laughs> off Fifth Harmony. And oh, my God. It's just God like this little you. pocket of like all this knowledge about bullshit. Each yeah. Just bullshit. But that, yours is not bullshit. This is a like, well, very you. like, you know. Thank you. It, like, you know, helps it's out It's helpful your when I'm invited on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, but what's really interesting. So this woman... In a couple of interviews, I'm writing an article about her, which is why I know this stuff, um, pleasurescience.com for my articles and blog. Um, But I'm writing an article about her because she's been discussing like how sex therapy and the reasons people go to sex therapy have changed over the last century. Because I mean, we're like, what, the 2023? She started in 1936. So... One of the things when people first started going to her for sex therapy, it was all like, I'm not having an orgasm. How do I keep a heart on? How It was all very like physical. How do I do this thing with my body? Yeah. And now what people are really interested in is how do I get my mind out of the shame gutter? How do I stop having emotional hangovers from sex? You yeah. Know? And, yeah. And all of these different mental blocks that we experience. And so it's really fascinating. That's so true. Yeah, because, I mean, even for me, I think my biggest thing is, like, how do I release the shame and just feel comfortable with it and to explore and to, like, you know, so. Totally. God, this, like, flies everywhere. Thank you, Rose, for the garage again. Anyways, (laughs) where can people find you and buy your book? and yeah all the links and all that stuff so well if you're looking for a sex coach i have an amazing program called the 60 day sex breakthrough that's helped over 50 people so go to pleasurescience.com um check that out and you can i mean everything is on pleasurescience.com my book is there you can also go on amazon and find it you can follow me at pleasure science on tiktok youtube instagram um and that's pretty much it just look up pleasure science and you'll find me don't try to spell my name because nadej is a hard (laughs) name to spell it's why i made my business name much easier how do i spell how do i even pronounce your name i have heard everything someone one time called me nadine and i was like but that isn't even my name that's just lazy oh it was next level (laughs) they're just like we're gonna go with the closest thing that i could think of yeah yeah but that's how you can find me Yay. And Nadine. No, Nadine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine I put featuring Nadine. Oh You'd be like, what the fuck? Okay, anyways. Uh, follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brocotherapy.com. All that shit is there. And then sign up for Patreon, you guys, so I could one day get my own studio and not have to, like, you know, go to Rose's Garage every time I come out to L.A. and sneeze on the mic. But anyways, okay, love you. Bye. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke, broke, girl, girl, therapy. Broke, broke, girl, girl, therapy. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.